This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to the 406th episode of News Laundry Hafta. We are recording this on Thursday the 10th of November at 3:10 in the afternoon. Things may have changed by the time you hear this. Today in the studio is uh, Raman Kripal. Hi. And Manisha Pandey. Hello. Manisha has just returned from Himachal Pradesh. and shall soon be going to gujarat yes you can check out all our stuff on youtube on a playlist called another election show which is atul and me and of course we also have reports from ayush from himachal pradesh on the news laundry website and this is all possible because of people like you if you have been contributing to news laundry as a subscriber or as part of our nl sena fund because whenever elections happen and there are well more expenditure than usual where we have producers and reporters and our editors traveling uh you can imagine about 10 people traveling over 25 30 days uh, is a significant amount mm-hmm. so we have an nl sena fund up so i urge you to please contribute uh and urge your friends and family to contribute because when the public pays the public is served our journalism is not funded by corporations or government ads it is funded by you the nl sena fund is 14 lakh 375 rupees is what is our target what the expenditure will be so far we have raised 5 lakh 53500 as we speak we are still not even halfway uh i remember for the delhi election you guys topped it up in i don't know for up elections also up election got topped up pretty yeah. quickly i don't know what you guys have against gujarat and himachal pradesh but please <laughs> do top this up so that once they go we can get them back otherwise i'll just have to say now stay there we don't have tickets to get you back and then you know they might want to come back home also joining us on the phone line on zoom actually phone line is old fashioned now we are in the new fangled zoom is our very own in house colleague anand vardhan hi anand hello and where are you in delhi only i couldn't come because of certain circumstances oh, okay Uh, Anand is in Delhi, and also joining us on Zoom is Professor Anup Surendranath. Hi, Professor Surendranath. Yeah, hi, 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 everyone. Just introduce you a little bit. You are a professor of criminal law, constitution law, and legal methods. You are the executive director of Project Thirty Nine A, which is a criminal justice program at uh, the university uh, where you teach, which is at the National Law University in Delhi. In Delhi, yes. NLU. that is a full yes. form so this nlu they all the nlus are affiliated to each other uh no they are separate state universities set up by the state legislatures in each of yeah that's uh, they're not under the same uh, management yeah i see and uh, well you are uh, on the advisory council of the bonavero institute of human rights university of oxford and you also write for indian express and the hindu so thank yes. you for making the time if i'm not mistaken yes. anup i think you and i met really long time ago in lodi garden once <laughs> were you part of the death penalty project yeah i i yeah, yes. i don't know if you remember yeah. we'd met long when yeah. i was with dna to discuss this project at that oh, time you guys okay. were i think right. usha ramanathan was also there and sekhar datta and oh, me, yeah okay yeah <laughs> okay hi that was, that hi. was an interesting project so we have seemed to have lost cynthia because her network may have gone cuz she's not online anymore but uh, when she comes we can introduce her but uh, let's get the headlines out of the way uh, but i would just like to remind everybody to subscribe and pay to keep news free and 
chip in for the for the NLCN on election coverage. Okay, delegates from nearly 200 countries kicked off the UN climate summit in Egypt on Sunday with an agreement to discuss compensating poor nations for mounting damage linked to global warming. Island nation of Antigua and Barbuda demanded that since China and India are big emitters, they should be asked to pay for losses suffered by smaller countries due to climate disasters both china and india responded and said that they are willing to help but the main responsibility still lay with the developed world i agree a constitution bench of the supreme court on monday in a 3 to 2 majority decision upheld the validity of the 103rd constitutional amendment which provides 10% reservation in government jobs and education institutions to the EWS section of society which is the economically weaker section DMK has filed a review petition against the EWS quota Shiv Sena leader Sanjay Raut walked out of the Arthur Road jail hours after being granted bail in a money laundering case filed by the ED the special court said that he was arrested for no reason and the arrest was illegal and we had a lot of channels pointing fingers at him already declaring him uh, a criminal yeah. i wonder if they <laughs> and, uh, made a no- note of this observation <laughs> No, um, yeah, but the, 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 some of the channels were actually very outraged that he's been let off and he's getting a hero's welcome. Hmm. <laughs> Succeeding the CJI UU Lalit, Justice D.Y. Chandrachur took oath as the 50th Chief Justice of India. There was a lot of halla uh, around Narendra Modi skipping the uh, oath. He was in Himachal Pradesh in a rally. So, I'm just curious. So, it's unprecedented for the Prime Minister to skip the oath taking of the Chief Justice? Is, is it, it was, I think, uh, someone... said it mm-hmm. uh, he has done it in the past also you there for you you lalit uh, i see uh, i guess the president has to be there that's the most important <coughs> person yeah, but there's <laughs> going to be a long i mean this is administering the oath so it's going to be a two year stint so that's a long stint hmm The ruling DMK has urged President Draupadi Murmu to sack Governor Arun Ravi alleging that he has violated the oath he took under the constitution and leveled a series of allegations against him. The CPIM led government in Kerala meanwhile decided to introduce an ordinance stripping Kerala governor Arif Mohammad of the post of Chancellor of State Universities. And uh, even mm. there's a governor in Telangana she is also in uh, news because she is sitting over 20 legislation you know which uh, the cabinet had passed and mm. she is taking her own sweet time both cpm and kpcc have come out against the kerala governor's outburst towards the media and uh, for expelling two television crew from his media interaction in fact i saw that outburst of arif mohammed where he says they are biased and they are this and they have done i was like okay if, if that's the case then i guess all the media should be <laughs> out in the cold hmm. union minister nitin gadgari on tuesday said the country is indebted to former prime minister manmohan singh for the economic reforms yeah this is significant because every now and then uh, gadgari says something that clearly will not be appreciated by mr modi i don't know why he does this is he no, but i think modi also to some extent uh, gives credit to manmohan he will never make a public statement like I don't this think that. Never, that, but he never but that, that, he, he did i mean on his birthday he'll say something nice or on some he but did. just out of the blue like this but he did like, go he to manmohan sometimes <laughs> before he became i mean when he became the prime minister the bharatiya janata party on thursday released the first list of 160 candidates for the 182 member gujarat assembly elections this includes ravindra jareja's wife rivaba jareja and hardik patel is ravindra still on the indian team who Ravindra Jadeja he doesn't play anymore I okay. don't think no no he does play okay but he's not, not on the team okay. nationalist congress party chief sharad pawar and former maharashtra cm san aditya thakre will join the congress's bharat jodo yatra on november 11th 
Uh, this is what the Congress leader Ashok Chavan said on Wednesday. Which and is quite Ashok Chavan also joined, strength. right? Because there were there were speculation that he may not join the yatra. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pr- uh, Prashant Bhushan and Yogendra Yadav uh, were seen, were seen our, walking. Our reporter Tanishka is on the spot. Yeah, she's in fact she's there. She'll be sending some reports. So do uh, contribute. So in fact, uh, I, I saw when was it my imagination or when Yogendra Yadav and Prashant Bhushan started walking? Rahul started walking a little faster. No. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> he, he was seen chatting very seriously with PBM. Oh, I run away. <laughs> it will now be mandatory for television channels to show content of national importance and social relevance for 30 minutes every day. So we'll know more of what Modi ji is doing for the nation. So let's see if the news channels also follow this, or do they assume they're showing? No, no, like, they they assume that they have been right. showing it throughout the throughout day, twenty four seven. I was wondering. Hmm. <laughs> so. In one of the biggest tech layoffs of 2020, Facebook's parent Meta Platforms Inc. said that it will let go of 13% of its workforce. 13. Wow. Yeah, and uh, this comes after Elon Musk uh, fired about 90% of its staff, Twitter in staff in India. Yeah. Amer- Actually, he fired about 5,000 internationally, but he hired a bunch of them back, engineers. Elon oh. Musk. 10% of 8 8 to 10% of that. Mm. American voters delivered a mixed mandate in the midterm elections held on Tuesday given an edge to Republicans in the Congress but bucking predictions of a red wave. So no red wave. Yeah, not And just Democrats continue to retain key levers of power across different levels of government. No, and not just no red wave, it uh, seems that in all likelihood there's going to be a runoff uh, to decide the Senate. Uh, a runoff is basically if neither of them get fifty percent vote, then re-election happens, and you know then whoever can get fifty percent because I think they've no, there's a, a third uh, player. I think fifty-one. Uh, fifty. No, totally. It's it's hundred is the strength of the Senate with the deciding vote with the vice president. But in each of these seats, the winner cannot get forty-nine percent of the vote and win. I mean, it cannot be forty-nine percent, forty-seven percent, and three percent go somewhere or. You know, you have to cross fifty percent. So therefore, there there'll be a runoff in of December. Of the votes polled. Polled, correct. So therefore, there'll be a runoff in one of them. So right now they're at forty nine, forty eight. So it'll only be decided by uh, December. But this is huge because it was predicted that it'll they'll be completely. The Republicans are going to sweep. Supreme Court had a split verdict. In fact, the Chief Justice was in the minority, where the entire contention was that. There's a separate carve out of reservation for ten percent for economically weaker section. Now, wh- what is the main area of contention? Where where do the two dissenters disagree with the other three, and where do they not disagree? To basically decide was deciding the uh, validity of an amendment to the constitution, which is the hundred and third amendment. So they were amending the constitution and inserting new provisions. Into uh, Articles 15 and 16 uh, of the Constitution to provide for reservations for economically weaker sections, and they were basic, as you rightly said, they were excluding uh, beneficiaries that were already identified in the Constitution, right? So, uh, and and the whole test was uh, the question before the court was, uh, can they? Is Parliament uh, does it have the power to bring in such an amendment? Right, and and I'm sure uh, many of you would have heard the word uh, basic structure thrown about right. uh, in trying to decide um, uh, whether this is valid or not. And just uh, and then please tell me if this is getting too technical, and I'm, I'm going to try myself not to be. Uh, look, there are different 
tests that the court runs when you are, let's say, testing a normal legislation, right? So if you were, uh, let's say, if you were trying to test the constitutional validity of the Right to Education Act, the court has to do a certain bunch of things, which is very different from when the court is testing the validity of a constitutional amendment, right? Hmm. Uh, and the assumption in law is that parliament is exercising very different powers when it's amending the constitution as compared to just making normal law, right? Um, all five judges agree uh, that um, it is acceptable for parliament to bring in reservations for economically weaker sections, right? On that very broad point, they, there is agreement, right? Uh, but where there is disagreement, right, is, and the, and the disagreement is in, in its sharpest for the exclusion of SESTs and OBCs, uh, from this um, EWS reservation through this new uh, article or this new provision that they have introduced. And that's where the disagreement is the sharpest, right? And I'll come back to the reasons for that. If, if the court's logic is that we should look at what a certain group already has, and their logic seems to be that if a measure has been taken in their favor already, you cannot add on to that measure. Right, um, which seems to be the logic, and the, by that logic, I would think that uh, the argument that you were proposing uh, might hold more water than it should. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, right. Uh, Actually, that could happen, open a completely new can of worms. I, I can think of many bizarre ways it can be applied. Actually, it'll completely skew the buckets uh, already existing buckets which have been functioning and have been litigated about, and you know, brought about a lot of. Uh, uh, positive change and uh, affirmative actions for a lot of sections by introducing this it will completely skew what was uh, the, the the constitutional intent and for that reason i believe they said that the only question is does it uh, affect the constitutional the structure of the constitution the basic structure in my uh, not very uh, in my humble and not very technically informed opinion but because of seeing what how it all plays out at the ground level i believe that there is uh, uh you know the constitutional intent is weakened by this law hmm. and what 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 originally was the intent of uh, as the earlier speaker is professor surendranath i believe it was said that it's it's to uh, uh, you know enable representation and presence definitely that in fact that's a whole point that whether it's whether it's uh, in the in the parliament or in the uh, panchayat or whether it's in a university or in jobs, the fact is that the privileged have have continued to rule the roost uh, even now, even uh, seventy years, seventy five years after reservations have been kicking in. So therefore, there is a there is a large gap, a backlog, and the constitutional intent hasn't actually been uh, brought into reality. That we see all that. And it is at in such a context, uh, it is uh, um, it's a misuse in a sense of uh, powers to uh, bring in this legislation and even take away whatever little is available for for the for those who are not represented and uh, uh, so on. There are two aspects to this uh, issue. One is constitutional intent. Hmm. The second is political intent. The constitutional intent was this that people who uh, you know who have suffered inequality 
at the social level for years from centuries hundreds of years mm. so they should be uh, you know uh, given some kind of reservation they should be given good education uh, reservation in education plus in the government jobs and uh, it was uh, ambedkar had put it for 10 years which can be extended for another 20 years so 30 years and i remember as a student of political science also 30 35 years ago uh class and caste it was a very old uh, you know debate whether caste should be uh, you know substituted with hmm. class or not uh so this debate was on but there's very little data to uh, you know to go with the class as stratification in hmm. our society social stratification yes we know about the caste and that was quite possible now uh having said that i mean this debate is old but now for the first time the constitution uh, the supreme court has come up with the class as a stratification right. uh, at the behest of uh, our politicians who want to bring this kind of amendment congress had also tried it in the past uh, and now the bjp has succeeded you know in getting that now the political intent uh if you see over the past 70 years uh SC and ST, uh, uh, you know, they have definitely been benefited. OBC, you know, came later. Uh, that was also a political move, and uh, I think uh, the regional parties, in particular, have made the you know most of it uh, politically. I mean, they have uh, uh, they have wooed these OBCs, and they have won elections on the basis of that. You can check uh, Uttar Pradesh and Himal. Uh, Bihar uh, have that kind of history, uh, and I, I, uh, I feel that practically, if you look at the, uh, you know, in education sector, maybe they will be benefited, but in government jobs, government jobs are shrinking. So there's some interesting data to consider on this. It's from I'm reading this from Nitin Kumar Bharti's paper, uh, Wealth Inequality, Class and Caste in India, and it's pretty interesting because what it says that SC, 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 and OBCs. have the maximum representation among the poorest of people in india and in the general class it's the muslims that have maximum representation uh for as yeah, economically weaker and rajputs brahmin baniya kayats are least represented amongst the poorest and are over represented among the rich so actually if this law is implemented and it's a secular law which means that it's going to apply to everyone in the general category then muslims, muslims are likely to benefit the most hmm. but you also have to ask the question that what anup was mentioning that if according to this data at least and this is on the nfhs data 2056 scheduled tribes are most represented among the poorest in india so if you're designing a law for the economically weakest sections in india why is the one tribe or one seg- segment which is the scheduled tribes exempted because they are the poorest they are the poorest or the poor so then mm. you have a law for the poorest but you take out the poorest so mm. i think that is a logic that needs to be kind of debated or explained but to my mind uh, for general categories i mean this could be really good for muslims because they yeah, purely data wise they are the maximum in terms of Uh, representation the in the poorest bjp is hearing you they are quickly reconsidering <laughs> but depends on how they have already gone for past mandas <laughs> but depends on how it's going to be implemented on ground and what are the finer points of it uh, as far as politically uh, how beneficial it will be for the bjp i mean i don't know if muslims this is you know they're keeping in muslims in mind and again we'll see how the law is uh, you know implemented but the core constituency of bjp which is the upper caste have had this 
angst against reservation for a very long time. So whether it and benefits had, them or not. Yeah. It's it's just, it's so this is to placate you and to... say that look, hey, we are listening to you also, and now we're going to have something for the poorer Brahmins, poorer Thakurs, because there's been a long-standing yeah, angst against. Because Vivek Mehotri yeah. also keeps talking about how he is so deprived and so how his family. So this is for, right? to my mind, their core constituency. How his struggle is as much as of a, yeah. of a someone so from the. So one of our uh, researchers on TV news was telling me that Z News and all, and it's a good thing to watch Z News if you want to understand what the government is thinking of sometimes. So he started off the show. The guy who's replaced Sudhir that आप बचपन से आप पढ़ते आ रहे हैं गरीब ब्राह्मण की कहानी, you know textbook में भी होते हैं गरीब ब्राह्मण तो we have to give EWS so history there's historical proof that there's poor <laughs> Brahmins. But you know just anecdotally, I mean I do think that there is massive inequality even in the general segment. Me being a Brahmin, uh, I'm still privileged among the general quota. But the point is, how do you address it? Can you address it through means of, you know, reducing the tuition fee or supplementing it through programs like, you know, what the government does, cycle scooties, helping poorer sections access education, uh, give them subsidies when it comes to books, or, you know, or admission fee, or do you do it through reservation? I mean, that's I mean, the central question yeah. also. Okay, now I just like to ask Manisha to weigh in on what did she observe in Himachal since you went there? You must yeah. pay lo some gyan of uh, who. I I mean I'm not asking you to call. What kind of gyan do you want? Uh... I'm not asking you to call an election because I people keep asking me to call an election. I never do, but I have not travelled <laughs> the way you have during an election. So, a is it possible to tell at all? In fact, my recommendation is to do with that only. Uh, B, what did you get? Not for us, but I mean, what did you get from the, the people when you speak spoke to? Uh, and is this whole defection like I saw this morning that some sixteen Congress leaders have defected from Congress to BJP? Uh, but apparently, it is the BJP's defection that are of more yeah. concern, right? So, tell us about that. On Gyan, I can say stuff like "Jitega wohi jisko sabse zada vote milega." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Congress be strong hai, lekin BJP bhi piche nahi hai. This is a this you know we went to this uh, journalism school in Himachal Pradesh University where the journalism professor was basically making this joke that I turn on the TV and panelists are telling me that jisko sabse zada vote milega wohi jitega. Isme kya analysis hai, boy? Kiska parla bari? Congress is a divided house. We know that, and they don't have a strong CM face like Veer Bhadra Singh was. They've had his wife now contest elections, and there's fractionalism. But I think they've come to some sort of an understanding that look, we may not like each other, but let's not do a Punjab again. Let's just fight in our constituencies and try and win. So in that sense, they are not having a lot of issues. But BJP has 21 rebel MLAs, which is creating quite a bit of problem for us. There's that famous viral clip of the prime minister himself Talking reaching to out guy, to one yes. of the MLAs. Uh, saying that I'll take care of you. Don't worry. The CM, actually, what we got to know from people there, and we were mostly in Shimla and in and around Shimla, so we haven't travelled all over Himachal Ayushas. But at least from Shimla, what we got to know is that the CM has a very good reputation there, Jairam Thakur. He's someone who meets everyone. Uh, he is pretty liked. But because he's liked and he's seen as this nice person, there's a lot of he's not able to hold the party together, which is why you've had these rebels come out. And uh, the elections again for BJP is Modi is the central factor that they're going. Yeah, Modi, in that speech yeah. said only, na, puchho mat. Ah, Kamal ka vote. Bas Modi, apka vote matlab Modi ko vote. Who is your like? He completely. Lotus. In fact, yeah. here's what he said. Hamara Bharatiya Janata Party ka umedwar kon hai? Aapko kisi ko yaad rakhne ki jarurat nahi hai. Sirf Kamal ka phool yaad rakhiye. मैं आपके पास कमल का फूल लेकर आया हूं अगर आपको कमल का फूल 
जब वोट डालने जाए दिखाई दे समझ लीजिए कि ये भारतीय जनता पार्टी है ये मोदी जी आपके पास आए हैं आपका एक एक कमल के फूल पर जो वोट पड़ेगा वो सीधा मोदी के खाते में आशीर्वाद के रूप में आए सो विच बेसिकली कम्प्लीटली डिसमिस ऑल द विजडम ऑफ फाउंडिंग फादर्स हैड सेट फेडरलिज्म स्टेट गवर्नमेंट मैटर देर एंटायर पिच इज फॉरगेट हु इज द कैंडिडेट फॉरगेट हु योर वोट इज टू मोदी एंड योर स्टेट कैन ओनली सक्सीड इफ डबल इंजन सरकार दैट मीन्स सेंटर एंड स्टेट हैज टू बी टूगेदर अदरवाइज फॉक इट असेंबली इलेक्शन एंड असेंबली इलेक्शन यू नो द लोकल इशूज प्ले हेल ऑफ अलॉट Okay, so so here also, like uh, you said, uh, this pension, pension, uh, uh, apple growers' demands uh, of increasing uh, GST, uh, increasing prices, right. unemployment, obviously. So here you are just playing up yeah. Modi, playing up double engine ka sarkar or what Modi? And see, double engine like. kind of comes with a threat almost. Yeah, it is. A, it is. If a you don't have us, you'll get no money. Ah. And so then you think about it. So I won't be able to do anything for your state. Uh, Anand, you have any value added tips? हिमाचल प्रदेश गुजरात और द एब्सेंस ऑफ राहुल गांधी इन द स्टेट इट्स इट्स अ वेरी स्मॉल स्टेट फॉर हिम नॉट करेक्शन अबाउट इंडिपेंडेंट कैंडिडेट इट्स नॉट वेरी इजी फॉर इवन इंडिपेंडेंट कैंडिडेट्स टू ज्वाइन अ पोलिटिकल पार्टी आफ्टर विनिंग द टेंथ शेड्यूल ऑफ द कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन द एंटी डिफेक्शन कैन अप्लाई टू देम ऑल्सो सो इट्स नॉट इजी जस्ट अ करेक्शन टू वॉट यूट रेस्ट आई कुड बी ओनली लिस्नर टू ऑल दिस पोलिटिकल गोसो वन थिंग वन एसेंशियल डिफरेंस बिटवीन द गुजरात पोल्स and uh, himachal apart from the size of the states is that uh, himachal being a, a rotational regime state uh, the anti incumbency is already a factor what proposition needs to mount is a very strong multiplier effect to that anti incumbency uh, uh, but gujarat has beaten the anti incumbency for last 5 6 elections five elections at least so there's just anti incumbency is not sufficient and congress in last say 10 12 years its most impressive campaign was in gujarat 2017 17 seventeen sorry yeah. yes yeah. When... 17 i think it might have won mp chatisgarh rajasthan but it's the most credible a uh, campaign was in gujarat they got some 70 odd seats right 77 or something 77 77 and these guys mm. got some 90 92. something yeah and and then they of course later broke they um, i think they lost momentum after that uh, and because they, of some desertions if they could have just built on that uh, this time they would be in a much stronger uh, position yeah. to challenge bjp in this and yes. is right because congress polled 41% of vo- total votes 42 and 42 and 49 were polled by this thing BJP. 54 was bjp and 42 was inc and 77 seats and 99 for bjp 77. and actually vast part of central gujarat was blue congress and there were and some of the margins were very thin margins yeah, yeah, yeah. so i mean it could so it will be very fascinating to go to these congress areas where they won and see what's happening there if aap is essentially replacing or if people want to go back to bjp seems weaker no, I, i just think that see one of the th- 
it's very hard to contest an election on an empty tank hmm. you see the like 10000 one crore each worth bond sold at 10000 crore is not a joke yeah just now they closed oh. and they're still not hearing the electoral bond case and no one has a guts to give money to anybody else yeah, yeah. they are bloody raiding anyone who's mm. seen as supporting any bloody even media or you don't like so you know it's it's just so warped all of you listening in the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta we will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers are served thank you goodbye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel